2 Peter. We, we are in 2 Peter. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 2, uh, starting in verse 1. And uh, it says, But there were also false prophets in Israel, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the master who bought them. In this way, they will bring sudden destruction on themselves. Many will follow their evil teaching and shameful immorality. And because of these teachers, the way of truth will be slandered. In their greed, they will make up clever lies to get a hold of your money. Um, and I know the verse continues, but we're going we're gonna, to, we're up to 3A this week. <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah, I only got two and a half verses in this week. We were looking at, you know, um, how many verses Jeff could preach in a week. Uh, <laughs> I could do the whole chapter, but it's going to take a little more time. So I figure for Mother's Day, we'll stop after an hour. <laughs> I know, okay, I can keep going. No, but, uh, <laughs> you know, false prophets, false teachers. There are people in the church who teach it's something that's, that's not proper. And I, I think Mark chapter 13, it's not like this surprise Jesus, like, oh no, there's people who show up in the church. But it, it's always been something. Mark 13, uh, chapter 20, uh, thir chapter 13, verse 22 says, uh, for false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and form signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. Watch out, I've warned you about this ahead of time. And it was true then. You know, back in Jesus' time, there were some people who, who taught and did some things wrong. It's true then in the church. You know, imposters kind of show up. Uh, and just as God's prophets, you know, we, we talked about last week, they were carried along by the wind. We use the, the image of, of a ship being carried along to speak things. Uh, there were also false prophets. I don't know where the wind comes from, probably Satan. But, but And it's true now because, I mean, you hate to say this, because people then, like, you know, there are false teachers out there. Now, it's tough because on the internet, when you go there, there's a lot of people, like, everyone's a false teacher if they think anything differently than you. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but it is true. There are people who are out there who are, you know, deceptive. Um, now, some of us, does anybody remember the game Mafia? Like, it's kind of a cool game. We used to play it. I, I did student ministry for a long time. Loved, loved hanging out with kids. But we would use cards. I know for some of you, cards are sinful, sorry. No, uh, but you, we'd, we'd use cards. You'd kind of like draw different like roles. So there'd be people who'd be townspeople, people who'd be cops, people who would be medics, uh, and people who'd be in the mafia. And then like we would put our heads down and we'd like, you know, you know, uh, mafia wake up and we'd choose someone to, you know, kill. Uh, I know that sounds terrible. I'm talking about killing people in the mafia in church. But, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but those of you who are Italian are offended. But, but you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was, and then you, everyone have different roles, but they don't know who each other, and it was, it was a fun game because you would, like, you know, try to convince people that you were one of the townspeople, and sometimes I was good at it, you know, too often I played with people too much to get it, but, like, sometimes I looked like an exasperated town person, but I was really the mafia, and then we killed everyone at the end, and they were like, what? And they were, like, kind of frustrated, and there was, like, Among Us, anyone play Among Us? It's, it was kind of like the, the, the online version. I think it was mostly teens playing. Uh, but, but it was sort of that, that same kind of thing where you try, to, you try to deceive people into thinking you're, you're one of the good guys, but you're really one of the bad guys. And so, you know, Jesus is saying this. Peter is saying this. There, there's people who, who just kind of like try to blend in. There's false prophets. And, and false prophets often, especially in the Old Testament, we see that, and I think today too, they're, they're, they tell people what they want to hear, not what God is saying. 
Uh, because, you know, there, there is that temptation. Jeremiah, um, I had, a, I had a class on Jeremiah. It was wonderful in seminary. <laughs> I spent so much time in that book. But, but Jeremiah chapter 27, uh, verse 9 says, Jeremiah speaking, he says, Do not listen to, to your false prophets, fortune tellers, interpreters of dreams, mediums, and sorcerers, who say, the king of Babylon will not conquer you. Uh, and then skipping down to verse 16, then I spoke to the priests and people and said, this is what the Lord says. Do not listen to your prophets who claim that soon the gold articles taken from my temple will be returned from Babylon. It is all a lie. Do not listen to them. Surrender to the king of Babylon and you will live. Why would you want this whole city destroyed? And, and so if you're being attacked by another kingdom, what do you want to hear? Oh, God's going to prevail. You're going to, you know, and so there were people kind of like, like, oh, God's going to triumph here. God, and Jeremiah was actually listening to God going, hey, judgment's coming. You know, it'll be better if you just kind of like surrender. You know, don't try to have a like last standoff here <laughs> and, and just go. And, and so it's, it's nothing new. You know, they want to say everything was okay when it was judgment. It wasn't because judgment was coming. Uh, it's just a whole lot to unpack if we spent time unpacking all Jeremiah. But point being is sometimes we like to hear uh, what we want to hear, <laughs> but, but sometimes it's not what God is saying. Uh, and they teach clever, cleverly teach destructive heresies. Now, heresy is dangerous. False teaching is dangerous because if you're trying to live your life for Jesus, th then, then what the truth is should change how you live your life. But if you're off, you know, we're all off, to be honest, a little bit. Like, we, we, we don't have it all together. We don't have everything down. There's, there's, there's verses that I've spent, you know, 30 years studying the Bible now, and, and I, I see differently than I did at, you know, you know 20. So you, you grow in truth, but when you're a little off, it can be a problem. Now, I've never really sailed. I've been fast. Anyone here a sailor, like, like a sail on a boat? I, I've been fascinated. as a, We had a sailboat as a kid on Moore's Lake, but we never quite figured out how to use it, and then someone stole it and destroyed it, uh, <laughs> so it didn't get to, but I remember, like, as a kid, we would, um, we, like, it was really windy, and we, we managed to hook uh, sails to our sleds uh, on the, it was, like, really super windy and cold, and we, man, it was great, we would fly, but we couldn't control them, like, we just never quite figured that out, and I thought about putting it on bikes, because, man, sometimes it's so windy in Delaware, I don't know, and those of you who don't bike don't understand, wind, Delaware, the wind is in your face all the time, we don't have hills, but the wind is always in your face, it doesn't matter which way you turn, uh, I was in, like, Harrisburg area, I almost brought my bike, but I didn't know where to ride, and I didn't, probably wouldn't have had time, but I was like, I don't want to do hills, but I'm like, it can't be any worse than Delaware wind, um, <laughs> but, but, you know, if you're sailing, back to sailing, now, if I, let's say I was trying to leave, we used to live in the Los Angeles area, if I was trying to leave the Los Angeles area and go to Hawaii, I'd get a bearing and I'd set it. Now, if I was 1% off, do you think it would matter? <laughs> Who knows where I'd end up? Probably eaten by sharks. <laughs> so, like, you could be a little off over the long haul. If you, if you don't correct, it's going to be a bad thing. Uh, or shooting. <laughs> you, know, so if, you know, if you're out hunting and you see a deer, and if you're a little off... Uh, I don't know, some of you don't know much about hunting, but if you're a little off, there's like, I call it the pie plate. And some of you don't, hate hunting or you hate this, but I call it the pie plate. If you hit it in the pie plate, you're good. So anywhere in there, you're going to accomplish your purpose. But if you go a little off to the, you know, if you're a little off here, guess where? You're shooting like a tree somewhere, you know, or if you go off a little bit here, you know, you're up, you're over the deer, you're under the, and so there, there has to be accuracy there has to be precision you, you can't just be like oh look a deer <coughs> because you're not going to get it i mean <laughs> uh, 
so anyway, um, you know, or um, I was thinking about it, it's like, uh, like poison, like if you have arsenic, do you know, like, this is the chemist in me, and I was looking up PPMs and everything today, and I was like, okay, I'm spending too much time looking up PPMs for arsenic, uh, and then I started wondering, like, with Google being searched, and I'm like waiting for like, you know, Homeland Security to show up. <laughs> Why am I wondering? And I, I was Googling all this stuff. I was like, I'm just going to stop here um, and Google something biblical, like how to love people better. So they kind of see my search history. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I was, I was, but, you know, there's a difference, you know, with a little bit of arsenic, and I don't know how much, we'll say 1%, maybe that's the bat, you know, but if that, that little bit of arsenic, you know, kids, you can have a little bit in the water and it, it won't affect you. It's like environmental, on a microscopic, it's not going to kill you. But enough of it, what? That cool drink of water becomes your last drink, right? And so a little bit of something bad can destroy the good. And so we, we have to be careful um, because counterfeit teaching does affect the way you live. Um, now, counterfeit products, some will just hurt your wallet. You know, your, your Rolex may be a Folex. You know, I, 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 this is my Rolex Submariner. Um, no, I'm kidding. It's, uh, uh, you know, not that. <laughs> you know, but like you, you can buy watches. And I often, when I'm overseas and I'm in an airport, there's all these like watches for sale. And I, 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 one, I don't know how much they're supposed to cost. I don't know if it's a good price or not. But I kind of always wonder, come on, is it the real thing? You know, maybe it's a good copy, but it might, it's probably a copy. And there's certain places, I'm not going to name them in town, you can go and, and you know, there's been some bust where most of their goods were not what they were supposed to be. But if you get a bad watch, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe you'd miss your bus and then catch a cold and then die. I don't know. But, but generally, just having a bad watch isn't probably going to ruin your life. <laughs> it might change the quality of it. But, you know, or Uggs are like one of the, like they were really popular. Are they still popular? I don't know. I don't really follow women's footwear a lot. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, the, the Uggs, were, they were like one of the most popularly like faked items for a while. Uh, you know, Nikes always, of course. Um, uh, and then I was looking up like the, the kind of the ones that are counterfeited the most now. It's like Michael Kors, Coach, Louis Vuitton bags, you know, which I always carry with me. So I know, you know, I don't know, maybe some, they might hurt your wallet a little bit, but, you know, like you paid for something that falls apart because it wasn't the original quality you thought, uh, you know, or maybe hurt your rep because people make fun of you because they know it's fake. I don't know, but, but you know, it's not a, not a big deal, but there's counterfeits out there. Now, some might lead to your death. There are counterfeit airbags. People kind of took one apart, reverse engineer it, you're like replacing your airbag. You think you're good, but instead of just air, you get shards of metal because it wasn't made right coming at you. Google it. It's a problem. I know now you're like terrified of your airbags in your car. Sorry. Uh, don't hit things. Maybe they won't go off. Or prescription drugs. I was looking up like, think, like more counterfeit. People counterfeit prescription drugs because prescriptions, I don't know if you know this, are expensive. Uh, and so, you know, unless you're Canadian. No. Uh, it's a whole other, we could, we could have that debate later. But, you know, people counterfeit prescription drugs. Now, it, it's like, I remember when I, when I used to lift when I was younger, uh, you know, you're kind of always looking for, like, the, the, like, how you can best increase your performance. And so I was, I, would, I tried, like, you know, protein things and all these things when I was, like, young, young. And then I figured out at some point, I was, like, reading this article, and it was this guy who did a scientific evaluation of all these products that said, you know, this is what's in them. And then he did the evaluation, and, like, almost none of them had what they said in them. And I was like, well, I'm not going to buy that anymore. I'm just going to eat eggs. This message is brought to you by Egg Farmers of Delaware. 
uh, and so that's when I invented the 12 egg omelet. But, you know, prescription, I mean, some of you were like, oh my gosh, you know, don't worry, I just, I had a, you know, I took a few of the yellows out because, you know, man. But, uh, you know, prescription drugs, if you take a fake prescription drug that the stuff's not in it, not a problem maybe. But if you take it and there's something else in it, you know, it, it can kill you. And, and so the counterfeit can hurt us. And that's why it's important to have the real, real thing. And it says, you know, even deny the master who bought them. Uh, and, you know, it sounds kind of crazy to be in a church and deny Jesus. Like, like, like what's the deal with that? <laughs> but people often use things to their own advantage. And then, you know, even in the, when I think of people who deny Jesus, I think the Pharisees, they were, they were the really kind of def default, like, leaders of Israel. And they really couldn't see him, even though he's right in front of them, right? If you read Mark chapter 3, verse 20 says, One time Jesus was in the house, and the crowds began to gather again. Soon uh, he and his disciples couldn't even find a time to eat. I, I, it's like a, as Jesus starts doing stuff, and he's healing people, and he's doing miracles, he gets popular. And I, I know for some of us, it's like, I can't imagine not finding the time to eat, right? <laughs> like, I, I drove, uh, again, I had to go to Harrisburg this, for a couple days. I was gone this week, and whew, I got a shout out for Harrisburg. Oh, <laughs> but so I'm, I'm I've never had a shout out for Harrisburg. <laughs> I mean, shout out for Philly, I get. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Harrisburg's like the forgotten city in the middle. But you know, anyway, we got shout outs for him. But I, as we're driving through, uh, some of you saw my post. What do I always find? I make time for. No, no not the Starbucks, the Ethiopian food. <laughs> Coffee's okay, but I make, my, I make better coffee. But, <laughs> but, man, there's Ethiopian food there. There's this little restaurant. You should go there. Uh, this, 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 this message also brought to you by Awash, Ethiopian food in Lancaster. No, <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I stopped there because there's this little place, that's, and I, I always make sure they're open, and I kind of I go out of my way to, to make sure I, to, I have Ethiopian food. And then I, I, mean, I, I time my, my, my coming back. You know, I'll delay and study someplace if I can go back a little bit later. Uh, because, you know, two things. One, I get Ethiopian food, and two, you know, happy Mother's Day to Denise, because I brought her Ethiopian food, and I, I know the way to a woman's heart is Ethiopian food, um, or at least for my, <laughs> my wife's heart, <laughs> but, you know, you know, so they're busy, they can't find time to eat, which is hard to, to understand, but, but, you know, sometimes you're that busy, you know, and so it says, when the family heard what was happening, they tried to take him away. He's out of his mind, he said, <laughs> you know, which is kind of funny to me. You know, like, you know, the Snickers hangry commercials, that's how I always picture it. Like, man, he's just hangry. He, you know, some of you remember those commercials. Uh, they try to take him away. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, some of you have, anyone have that crazy, like, relative that you're just, like, a little bit embarrassed of? Um, you know, so, any of you with that re relative right now? Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> don't, raise your, don't raise your hand. But, you know, it, it's kind of that. And, and so, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, his family's like, oh, oy vey. <laughs> you know, they're just like, I can't believe it. You know, but the original leaders of the Raw who arrived from Jerusalem said, because they're, they're coming to check him out, uh, it says he's possessed by Satan, the prince of demons. That's where he gets his power. Uh, you know, his family says it's crazy. Religious people say he's demon-possessed. And so there were people who denied Jesus back when he was there. And certainly, if you can deny Jesus to his face, it's no surprise that, that later... The church gets people who, who come into the church and often uh, teach something that's not true. Um, 
and said it will bring sudden destruction on themselves. Now, we're going to talk a little bit more about that next week is the plan. Uh, so we'll explore that segment if you're kind of wondering where to go with that. Um, verse 2 says, uh, you know, many will follow their evil teaching and shameful immorality. Now, shameful immorality, um, I, I didn't check all the different translations because I, was, I had all kinds of meetings this week. But there really is, uh, so I don't know if another one brings it out better, but it, there's the connotation, there's a sexual connotation to the term. And, and, and I know, I know, you know, in our culture, we never have any problems with sexuality. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> you know, there, there is, uh, you know, I, I've told you before, I, when I watch, you know, TV, you know, I'm always like, there's two things, you know, and one of them is sexuality. Because, you know, as sexuality is portrayed on TV, is not really our morals. So I'm constantly watching, you know, if we're watching TV with the kids or anything, not our values. Uh, because, you know, different... You know, and a lot of times, I think we're affected by our culture more than we think. Now, I, um, for, for those of you know who don't know, or, you know, if you're tuning in this week, no, <laughs> the, when, you know, I grew up here, um, and we moved around a little bit, Pittsburgh, we moved out to, like, the Los Angeles area, we lived in Pasadena, I often say LA, because nobody knows where Pasadena is, um, we lived near the Rose Bowl, kind of, you know, like, I could walk down and watch the Rose Bowl parade, we did the first year, I remember it was like, we didn't even know there was, like, I'm, I was oblivious as a kid what the Rose Bowl was or the parade. But I, I remember we walked, I know, it's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> but, like, we walked out, I remember we jumped up in the window frame of a bank, which would probably be a federal offense now. But, <laughs> and like, we'd been up all night with teenagers, and we we're like, oh, there's the Rose Bowl parade. Okay, now we're going to go back to bed because we've been up all night. Uh, but, you know, we were, we were kind of there. And, you know, L.A. culture was very different than Delaware. You probably don't need a PhD to figure that one out, right? Like, like their culture out there is very different than ours. And, and it was funny because I lived there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, these people. Like, they, you, first time you drive in the lanes, like, six lanes, you're like, oh, my gosh. And the next thing you know, you're out in the left lane, you know, <laughs> going, woohoo, you know, driving faster than you probably should. But, you're, you know, you just kind of get used to it. Anyway, so I moved from southern, New, uh, you know, California to northern New England. I moved to Maine. And one day, I, I, I know you're thinking, that, that was a little bit of a change. Fortunately, we had L.L. Bean points and we, um, on our credit card, and we could buy lots of clothing because we, we needed warmer clothes, which is a whole other story. It's a funny story. I'll tell you later, maybe. But so it moved to Maine. And, and so I'm driving, and, and, I, and so I remember one day, distinctly, I get on um, the, I think it was 295. It was like the little freeway thing that kind of, connects and I wanted to go down to where I lived because I kind of lived south of Portland and I, I get on and I'm like I'm like passing everybody I'm like, and then I'm like I suddenly realized what the heck am I doing I live in Maine now I thought the LA people were crazy in the way they drive and suddenly I found myself driving the way LA people and I, I remember just thinking I pulled over to the right lane I'm like I'm just gonna cruise I'm in Maine now <laughs> but because the culture around us often affects us more than we know. And we begin to think, do, and act uh, like the culture around us. It, you know, and so we have to be careful that the culture we see, that the culture we live in, the culture we might even criticize, doesn't become what's in us. Um, it says, because of these teachers, the way of truth will be slandered. And uh, one of my commentators this week said, Christianity is not so much a set of prop, uh, prepositional truths to be believed as a way of life to be lived, an apprenticing of oneself to Jesus as one's master. 
It's really, you know, Christianity is, is, is living differently. And people from the outside should see what a difference he makes in your life. And it's, you know, it, it, and it's funny because Christianity is not, you're not made right with God by what you do. It, it, it's not, if I live up to all God's rules and I follow all these things, then God accepts me. But God accepts us truly by grace, purely by grace. But then you live differently because of that. If you have this experience of faith, you have this experience with Christ, you know, then what you want to do begins to change. Uh, and First uh, Peter 4, 4 said, if we skip back to the last letter, of course your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do, so they, uh, so they slander you. Former friends slander you. And some of you know this because you had a different life, you had different friends, and, you know, it's not like you go, okay, I'm a believer now. I will cut off all my friends. I mean, there are church churches that teach that. That's, we don't do that. But what happens sometimes is people you hang out with no longer want to hang out with you because you, you, know, you don't plunge into the things they want to plunge into. I, I, I distinctly remember, you know, in our days we couldn't text. You know, we had to like call your parents' house. But I remember I stopped getting those calls and messages because they're like, ah, oh, they're not interested in God from far with us. Or, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, sometimes you, know, you might get criticized for it, but Christian values, again, they're often at odds uh, with things. And I think uh, no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things. And uh, ESV says it this way, with respect to this, they're surprised when you not join them in the same flood of debauchery. I love that one, and they malign you, you know, and so it's this, you know, plunging into things that you know are not good, and it's not that to live the Christian life you're going to be sinless, but you're going to work on sinning less, and again, it's that, that two-pedal thing, it's the Holy Spirit working in us, brings us victory over, over the stuff we, that we were enslaved to, but we also got to give it our effort too, <laughs> because there's things we can work on. You don't put yourself in the place you used to put. You, you, you make the choice when confronted, you know, and you want to cut off the person who cuts you off and throw golf balls out your window at them or anything like that. You, and some of you aren't that bad, <laughs> but, but the rest of us. No, but, you know, you make choices as, as, as to how you're going to live. Um, you know, Matthew 7, 13, 14 says, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad. And as some of you are singing the song, go ahead and sing it in your head. <laughs> uh, some of you aren't. That's good. We're not going to tell you what song we're singing. Its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. Um, you know, and uh, I, I love the movie, what's it called? Facing the Giants. It was like this, this you know, Christian high school and the you know it's, it's a good movie you should watch it uh, and like at one point the the field goal coach is like he's he's, he's coaching the guy kicking field goals and he's like you know you know he said he read this scripture he's like and the road is narrow so you anybody can kick wide left or wide right <laughs> but you got to kick right in the middle and that's how life is we could we can go wide left we could go right right but there is this we have to be focused so we kick, kick it and split the uprights um, for Jesus. <laughs> Second John 6 um, says this, um, Love means doing what God has commanded us, and he has commanded us to love one another, just as you heard from the beginning. And so we live differently. We love God. We love people. Uh, <laughs> we, we live differently. Um, verse, verse 6 says, in the ESV says, And this is love that we all walk according to his commandments. 
And I, I think that's a great metaphor that, that we kind of miss here. Uh, and that's in the second John there. It says, uh, you know, it, 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 uh, if you're a geeky Greek word guy uh, or gal, it's peripateo. <laughs> you know, the idea is like to walk. But it, it, the Hebrew there is sort of, it's halak, meaning it, your walk. And some of you, you, have no, you don't care about peripateo and halak, but that's how I, I, I hear the words, words in my head. And now you do too. But <laughs> it, it's really this metaphor for your life. Because how you walk, how you live, it's different when you follow Jesus. Um, <laughs> you know, I often, if you see me uh, during the week, I will be limping. I will be, you know, walking a little funny. There's times I've come into the, the pulpit with a cane, or, or we don't really have a pulpit, we have a music stand. I've come to the music stand with a cane. Uh, <laughs> you know, anybody remember me coming in with cane some weeks, and you're like, what happened? And I'm like, just my life. Because sometimes, I'm at the age now, too, I just wake up with a sprained ankle, and I'm like, I must have had a heck of a dream. Uh, <laughs> I did more in my dream than I did, you know, this week. No, but, you know, so sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll have an ankle sprain or something. I'll have a foot injury, you know, a pulled hamstring, tight quad, you know, so after a heavy leg day or the number. I, we biked one time and we got lost. And so we increased our mileage greatly that day. And there were, there were many uh, Charlie horses to come that night as I was trying to stretch it out. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I do all these things and it affects the way I... I a walk, you know, visible changes, and so those things, you know, visible changes, commitment to a life of faith in Jesus should change the how way we walk. You know, and so there's a difference between knowing the truth and walking in the truth. Because it's easy to kind of intellectually know, so we do need to discern, we want to, you know, we want to discern truth from error, but do we live it out? Am I living it? And it's been said, the longest distance in the world is from your head to your heart. Anyone ever hear that one? It's a good pastor saying. Uh, I I think it's also, um, you know, the longest distance in the world is from your head to your hands and feet. Because, you know, it's from the head. You got to take it to heart, really believe it, know it, you know, want to follow it. But then you have to do it. You you know, your hands do different things when you're following Jesus. Your feet will bring you different places. Uh, you, you will halak differently. <laughs> you will walk differently when you're believing and following Jesus. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 7, 24, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows is like a wise person who builds his house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. And so we hear the words of Jesus. We follow the words of Jesus. Let's say if you read, want to read the Sermon on the Mount, we did that series a while ago, but that's great summation of, of hey, G- these are the Jesus things to do. You know, uh, you know, will we actually do it and live it out? Th- there is this challenge to live differently because we know. Will, will I put it into practice? I could tell you forever truth, but I have to live it out myself. I could tell you forever truth, but you have to decide Am I going to live this out, or is it just going to be something I do on Sunday? Because we're also good at that, right? Like, I walk well on Sunday, but Monday we forget about Jesus. <laughs> uh, until my fill up the next week. Uh, it says, you know, greed, uh, kind of go back to the verse we're in, is greed, uh, you know, tell clever lies to get your money. That's never been a problem in the church, right? said no honest preacher ever <laughs> because 
I, I mean, honestly, if I, were, if I were in this to make money, there's a lot of different things I would do. Uh, one would be not in this. But, <laughs> but there are, there are, <laughs> there are, you know, uh, well, there are better ways to make money. But there are people who, who kind of will prey on it. Now, I'm not going to condemn everyone on TV, but you probably will see the ones who want the money on TV and they're begging you for money, and they're sending you the form letter with your name in it, that you're thinking, oh, they really care about me. This says Jeffrey. It's misspelled, but it's Jeffrey. Um, you know, and, and there's the people who, will, they'll, they'll kind of, they'll prey on that, and I've certainly known more than a few people who, who give away the, all their money to somebody, and unfortunately, sometimes I know, well, that person lives in a mansion, while you live in a shack, and I don't think a lot of the money is going to help people like they say there was one pastor I, I was infuriated he flew into a poor country took an offering and flew out in africa and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> if you fly your private jet into a poor african country you better be there to bless some people can i get an amen uh or any poor country <laughs> but you know, sometimes greed takes over in people right um colossians 3 5 says so put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you Let's take that for everyone, because we all got some of that stuff lurking in us. Uh, <laughs> have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. So don't be greedy, you're an idolater. <laughs> you know, we're, we're made to worship. We're, we're made to have this relationship with God. That's why Jesus comes, to restore that relationship. But, uh, you know, we're made to worship, but it's easy to worship money, now, you might not think, oh, yeah, I put my money in a big stack, and I'm like, ooh, mshakalakalaka, ooh, you know, I love my money. <laughs> but it's easy to order our life in the pursuit of that at the cost of everything else. Money is not in its of itself evil. It's the love of money. And, and the problem is we often take the created things and worship them instead of, in place of the creator. And I think in America, it's harder than most because we may not even think we're greedy, but we just, we don't understand how good we got it and how much stuff we got. Some of you have been overseas, you, you kind of see. And, and so, uh, you know, where are we seeking our comfort? Because you can, you can, be, um, you can be rich and love God. You, you can be poor and love money. It's not even what you have, it's what has you. And often, we, we, I often say, and it's, not original to me, is, you know, do you have money or does your money have you? Because so often when we get obsessed with money, you know, we no longer control it. It controls us. It controls the way we live. All our decisions are based on money, 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 instead of, hey, what does God want me to do with this money? Um, you know, in our culture, I, I, I've said, I mentioned it earlier, but I want to bring it out here. Our culture, I think, treats two things, not, not it treats a lot of things differently than, um, than I think it should, but two things in particular in our culture are uh, sex and money. When I watch TV, when I watch a TV show, uh, again, there's lots of things, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but, but those are, I think we treat sexuality in a way that, that's not honoring God, and I think we can all agree on that. We, has anyone here ever watched a TV show or a movie with a depiction of sexuality in a way that probably is not God-honoring? So the rest of you don't watch TV. Okay, okay. <laughs> You're so holy and lying. Uh, and the, uh, the other thing is money. 
Because, you know, we often in our culture, we pursue money at all costs. Money's just a tool. It's not a, it's not a bad thing to have, but, you know, how to use that tool. Like a chainsaw is good. It's a tool. But if you chase people with it through the mall, you're being arrested. If you cut down trees for people whose trees have fallen and they need help getting out of their house, that's a good reason. And so we have to be careful how we use it. Uh, NRSV says, um, for this, this verse, it says, in their greed they will exploit you. Uh, I, I like that because it's uh, to take advantage of someone by implying what is offered is more valuable than it is. Uh, you know, you ever go to a fast food restaurant? The rest of you are gourmets, sorry. The rest of us are, you know, like you see the picture of the meal or you see it on TV or you get there and you're like, oh my gosh, I want number one meal. It looks so good. And then you get it. And you're like, I, I don't know. I, I've literally been like, did I get the right, is this the sandwich I'm supposed to have? Because it doesn't, it doesn't look like that one. And I'm like, yep, that's it. Yep, you've got two beef patties in there and I think there's a speck of bacon. And we smooshed it to get it in the box for you. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you feel like you've been exploited. Uh, or, or, you know, when, when children are, are little, it's funny because, you know, if my kid, when they were like two, had a $20 bill, I could be like, here's six shiny pennies. Would they trade that for you? Because they think, oh, that's a more value. That, 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 that's a more worth. And um, I was reading stories about this, trying to get examples. And 2011, a teenager sold their kidney on the black market so they could buy an iPad. That's a bad decision. I'd give you my old 2011 iPad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but that's, you know, we often trade things we, we think are of value for things that are really of value. Uh, you know, uh, and I'm sure no one's ever ordered something from online. <laughs> and then got it and went, wow. They took my money. <laughs> Uh, I won't mention the website. I'm thinking you're all thinking it right now. But here's the thing. <laughs> There's this balance then. Go, going back to, you know, heresy, you know. There, there's heresy, but there's also, when we read the Bible, we're not all going to come to agreement on everything. And, and I've seen people go too far with this to the point where anything, anytime there's any interpretation slightly different than theirs, heretic! You know, um, that's, probably taking it too far but but we need to be be students of the word um you know uh <laughs> there's a uh you know a, a joke i won't try to tell it in the first person because you guys will see through it with me but there's uh you know once saw a guy on a bridge about to jump i said don't do it he said nobody loves me i said god loves you do you believe in god he said yes i said are you a christian or a jew he's like I i'm a christian uh, me too, Protestant or Catholic? He said, Protestant. I said, me too, what denomination? He said, Baptist. I said, me too, Northern Baptist or Southern Baptist? He said, Northern Baptist. And me too, Northern Conservative Baptist or Northern Liberal Baptist? He said, Northern Conservative Baptist. I said, me too, Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region or Northern Conservative Baptist Eastern Region? He said, Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region. I said, me too. Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region Council of 1879 or Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region of 1912. He said, Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region Council 1912. I said, die, heretic, and pushed him over. <laughs> because, you know, sometimes, and I, I think it's gotten better today, it, you know, 
maybe, maybe not, depends on the circles you run in. <laughs> Some of you run in circles, you're probably tired. But, uh, but anyway, <laughs> you know, it's easy to kind of, and there's this discernment process. We have to figure out what are big issues, what are little issues. Sometimes there's just, you know, we might read scripture slightly different than someone else. We might have uh, differing opinions on things. We had a good discussion of that in men's group this week. Uh, now, either Rupertius Melendus or Marco Antonio Dominus, who said this, and I don't know, and a lot of people, it gets, um, you know, Augustine often gets credit for this saying, but it's unlikely to have been his. It says, in essentials, unity, and non-essentials, liberty, and all things, charity. You know, and so as much as we want to root out wrong teaching, and we need to look for deceptive teacher in the church, and we do, we do care about wrong teaching because it often, you know, wrong teaching will lead you to the wrong places. You'll miss Hawaii. You don't want to miss Hawaii. It's beautiful. There's fruit hanging in trees. There's volcanoes, but stay away from those. But they're cool looking. <laughs> but uh, but it, it's funny because sometimes small issues become big issues and divide the church, you know. Should we sing hymns or modern music? Well, you came here. It's mostly modern. But it was funny. I, again, I went to this conference this weekend. It's, a, I have to, it's like an annual meeting. I have a couple. This one's a couple days long. And, um, <laughs> you know, they kicked it back old school. And... It was like music from the 90s and early 2000s. And I was hanging out with my friend Eric. Remember Eric, the Eagles fan I let preach here? You know, he's the only Eagles fan I think I've ever, <laughs> no. Some of you remember Eric, and er Eric's spoken here sometimes. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I was hanging out with Eric, and Eric's a little bit younger than me. In fact, we figured out at some point his wife was like a toddler at the church I went to in college. So, like, I would have seen, and, and uh, nothing makes you feel old that your friend's wife was apparently a toddler. I probably walked by her in the lobby and tried to not step on her, you know. Uh, <laughs> now she's like a mom with three kids and married to my friend Eric. But, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, I was like, oh, you don't remember this one, but this was big in the 90s, man. <laughs> in the church your wife grew up in. And, uh, you know, it was funny because it was like kicking it old school, you know. I was like, oh, my gosh, I remember this song. And I thought to myself, this must be how older people who grew up on hymns feel when a hymn comes on. <laughs> uh, you know, and so we, we argue about that kind of stuff, but that's really, it's not an essential thing. You have to, you know, uh, can Christians dance? Some can, some can't. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> movies, playing cards, makeup, uh, <laughs> all these things that, that we, we tend to do. Uh, the, the essentials of faith are important, you know, the nature of God. Jesus you know, is the God-man. Jesus died for our sins and resurrected. And, and you know, um, it, it, and it's funny because we often divide over the silliest, smallest things. I often get an email that asks me, you know, what translation we read. 99% um, of the time, they're asking me if I read the King James. I mean, we could have just opened up with that. And that's fine. Dana reads the King James. Everybody shout out and wave to Dana. Happy Mother's Day, Dana. <laughs> but, you know, she likes the King James. That's great. I don't. <laughs> I like it sometimes because, you know, that, that thou shall not kill sounds so much better than do not murder. Um, but again, don't murder. That's, you know, <laughs> or kill. Uh, <laughs> but you can kill to eat, but that's a whole other story. But, you know, the, the, you know, the, you know like, uh, we have opinions, we have preferences, and there's some that just are going to be, you know, a lot of, like, uh, you know, whether you read the NLT or the NIV 
or the ESV or the KJV, and some of you are all confused by all these Vs, <laughs> but it's all these versions. By, they're not like different Bibles, they're just different translations, and just like we all use different words to speak, sometimes we like to read different words. They're, they're the basic same meaning. It, it, it's easy to get caught up in little things and, and divide over those, but we, you know, in, in essentials, unity. And so we can, we can, uh, uh, we can, Learn to discern, and this is like, I think that's the important part about studying the Bible, and that's why we teach through the Bible, because, again, it's like a software agreement. You, you said yes, clicked yes, I believe in the Bible, but who reads the software agreement? You don't. You just click OK, because you're like, yeah, I ain't know I got time for that. <laughs> but it's important what's in there, and, that, and that's the Bible, and that's why we teach through the Bible. Uh, but bottom line is, what you believe about God will change the way you live it. The, the way you follow him. And if, you, if what you say that you believe doesn't change your life, do you really believe it? Uh, you know, uh, my friend Jeff, you don't like any Jeffs, right? My friend Jeff, uh, Jeff Leak was speaking this weekend. Uh, or I call it weekend sometimes when it's in the middle of the week because my weekend <laughs> away was, you know, a couple of days away in Harrisburg, which, you know, God's country, right? You know, I, I know I made fun of it a little bit. But, you know, my friend Jeff from Pittsburgh, only one Pittsburgher today. Can I, Western PA, not represented. It's mostly Philly over here. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, he said something. He was talking about, you know, um, it, it made me think, you know, faith in Jesus will, will change your eternal destination, it'll change your heart, it'll change your behavior because you'll live differently, and it'll change generations beyond you. He, and he, he, always, he says this quite frequently, not because he doesn't have anything good to say, but, but it's a great saying. You know, he says, it's not what you do, but what you set in motion. You know, and, and you know, he uses it in the sense of, you know, planting churches and different things. He's a, he's a good church planter, and he, they've planted 31 churches in 31 years or something that he's, you know, and he's, he's a friend, uh, good guy. Um, gives us advice sometimes, even though you don't know who he is. <laughs> uh, but, but I was thinking, you know, it's not what you do, but what you set in motion for your life and family. Uh, you know, and he was talking about, you know, he had, you know, like, it was like his grandparents or something, and some, he was doing something, and he ended up seeing a picture of his grandfather being baptized. And his grandfather was that guy who went into town and fought all the time. He was that guy who they were like, no way that dude's getting saved. And he just walked by a tent meeting one time. Just walked in, went up, got saved, got his right with, heart right with God. And that changed the destination of his whole family. And now it's like all his cousins and aunts and uncles and everybody. You know, he, he found this picture, they're all getting baptized. And that was this pivotal moment because the whole family's destiny was changed. That, that grandfather, you know, through God's grace, set in motion a different path for his family. And, and so what we do, what you do will affect generations, whether you have kids or not kids, or, you know, uh, wh wh you know even the people you, you interact with, it'll, it'll change things. Life will look different, and ultimately we'll live differently, and we'll see the results of that. Uh, so I encourage you, live differently this week.